Hi, welcome to the Lines Between the Stars podcast. I'm Sam. And I'm Samri. Yeah, and today we are going to be just geeking out over Star Trek. Uh, Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine, yeah. So we've had an episode where we talked about uh, The Next Generation, and yeah, we... Part a lot a lot of our relationship was sitting down together watching watching Star Trek on Netflix, all of Star Trek. Well, not not the original. We haven't watched the original series yet. Or Enterprise. Or Enterprise. But uh, yeah, so let's kind of go into uh, Deep Space Nine and like um, after we finished TNG and uh, how did you how did you feel about Deep Space Nine like initially? I thought it was it was different because they're not on a spaceship. Yeah, so full time. So I was like, how are they going to do this mm-hmm. with like what appeared to be pretty chaotic, right? Right, like, right, they were right. They trying right. to rebuild from a civil war. Right. So the what Sp- Deep Space Nine starts out with is um, it starts out with the Bajoran people getting their independence from a Cardassian occupation. And the Cardassians, not to be not to be confused with the Kardashians. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's Cardassia. So it's a little confusing there. But they're all like le- they're these like leather faced aliens that like, you know, like who like take over that conquer they that have conquer gray wars. skin. They have gray skin, you know, stuff like that. And um they're pretty militaristic. Mm-hmm. And so they recently, Bajor, Bajor, the Bajorans, um, got their independence and they're seeking help from the Federation mm-hmm. from like for protection, for, you know, helping yeah. out, get them back on their feet. And the Federation is looking to these people as like another potential uh, member to join the Federation as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So that's where our main character, our first main character ben cisco comes in he is assigned to deep space nine which Mm -hmm. is a which is a satellite that uh originally monitors bajor right it monitors bajor and he's sent there and he he has actually like they introduced this really early on Mm -hmm. in deep space nine but they don't really go anywhere with it but he has beef with uh picard Oh, okay. because his um, because yeah. um, the on he the battle. He didn't want to be no, sent. No, because uh, his wife died at the ba- battle of Wolf of like Wolf uh, three four six or something like that. Where remember um, Picard got taken. Uh, the the Borg had captured Picard and turned mm. Picard into a Borg and used Picard's knowledge to attack the Federation. Oh, okay. And so during that battle, um, Ben's wife. Uh, dies in mm-hmm. that in that battle, so he has a bit of beef with Picard. I mean, he was he was uh, what is it? I don't know the term, but it's not his fault. Like he yeah. was taken over. It's not his fault, but you know, like I think Ben in season one, like Benjamin Cisco in season one, kind of has more like he's written differently than Ben from season two onwards, mm-hmm. right? And this is a lot of thing that happens in Deep Space Nine in season one. Like they're still trying to get used to the characters, so the characters are depicted a little bit differently than, and then like once they kind of got like, all right, this is what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, these are how the actors want to go go with their characters. Let's write them. Let's write them this way. 
Mm-hmm. So Ben is like he's supposed he he gets played off as like kind of like this hot-headed guy, you know, hot-headed guy in the first like season, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. But then like becomes like just like this pillar of stability. Yeah. And I mean, the in the beginning, seasons. he my impression of him was like that he was always angry. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's he's like bitter about something. Right. And then, that can't change. I mean. It's understandable because yeah. he's a single parent now. Yeah. Because yeah. So yeah, another thing too is uh, Ben is um, he is the father of um, you know he's the father of a young boy of like mm-hmm. a young boy you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and he also grows up in the season. also another thing to point out for people who don't know Ben Cisco he's black um, he's the first uh, bl- male he's the first black lead in leading character mm. in Star Trek. Okay, in the franchise. You know, in the, fran- in the Star Trek franchise, he's the first black lead. So this is also mm-hmm. pretty important, you know, this is also pretty important too. And something that, like, is really good is um, Benjamin Sisko has a very loving relationship with his son. Mm-hmm. He acts as, like, a mentor for his son. He's always there in his son's life, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's a really it was great, nice to it's see. a really great relationship. And the yeah. actors themselves had a really great like mentor mentee relationship as well mm-hmm. you know i'd actually put out like along the lines of uh you know uh, uh who who is who played uncle phil i think uncle phil, uncle phil and uh will smith oh yeah um <laughs> i don't know but like know. it's it's kind of like uh uncle phil and will smith how like them mm-hmm. as actors also was like a mentor mentee relationship oh, okay. outside you know outside the show mm-hmm. but um in deep space nine uh ben like was outside the show ben like mentored jake's actor as well oh okay you know and they yeah. had a really good relationship which is and it shows on camera as well yeah and um i i was expecting ben the mm-hmm. real character yeah the real person to be married to a non-black woman yeah yeah <laughs> that was a really funny thing you're like oh he's probably married to a white woman and i'm like oh I'm not gonna. I'm not not gonna hear the end of this. So I actually looked it up, and I was like, "Please be married to a black woman. <laughs> Please be married to a black woman." And then like he's like, "Oh, he's married to a black woman. Cool." <laughs> yeah, you you got excited. You're like, "Oh, here here here, yeah. babes. Here, babes. You don't 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 worry. Don't worry. He's married to a black woman." Yeah. Yeah. The Star Trek does have like an issue of like, oh, if you're black, like at least like in this era. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're black, you have to marry a black woman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, like how he. Well, even when the alien was interested in him, you know, like yeah. you know that like, mm-hmm. there was this woman who was like really um. She's not human, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like she's like a different being. Like I forget mm. what what it was. Like she's a spiritual being. Yeah. But her physical manifestation was a black woman uh-huh. and i'm like why why can't she be a different race oh, but, okay but yeah, you, yeah, yeah you're right about that yeah so another thing too is um ben also has like a lot of episodes dealing with uh you know like um the you know being black you know being black and even mm-hmm. like star trek Star Trek's like, oh, we don't care about race, you know, mm-hmm. like, we've grown past race and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But Ben, like, Ben is um, kind of like, he is a character who respects his culture. He, he, like, has value in his culture. And I think this is also just James Av- uh, James Avery, the actor for Ben Sisko, also implementing that into his character as well. Because, 
him as a uh, like the actor himself is a pretty person a person who's like all about like black you know like uh black rights you know like oh, okay. he and it's very much part of his identity too mm. and i think like he actually got in like he was actually had trouble getting acting roles too because of like his, oh because of that yeah because of that oh. so that like you know when i think the writers i remember listening to a podcast with the writers of deep space nine there and they got warned like are you sure you want to do this guy because he apparently hates black white people or something like that oh. and then that was like the impression that some people had of him you know oh, interesting. Okay. so but they went with it. they went with him mm. you know and they ended up and set in a lot of shows you have the case of uh, you know the actor having to act around like what the writers have for the character right and in the case of Benjamin Sisko, the writers wrote around um, what the actor what wanted. the actor what the actor was like and what the actor wanted. That's you know? nice. So, and that's the thing about Star Trek too that I like is that the actors themselves ha- have a lot of input onto where their characters go. Mm-hmm. Right. And Ben's and there's some episodes too where. Um, they have some of these episodes where it takes place in uh, like 1960s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Ben plays as uh, Ben, the actor plays as like this like comic book writer or mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. book writer, this uh, black book writer in the day of like pulp science fiction, you know, like mm-hmm, writing mm-hmm. pulp science fiction novels. And he's yeah. writing the story of Deep Space Nine. Of Deep yeah, Space Nine, right? That was a cool episode because I'm like, oh. And it's crazy because he's like, <laughs> this is re- you know it's like yeah like ben this is ben cisco and then it's like heartbreaking you see like the publishers mm. like we can't have a black mm-hmm. captain you know like mm. we can't have a black space yeah commander. they didn't know the writer was black as well yeah, yeah so the the publishing um top person hired him but he didn't allow him to yeah make a pro come out yeah come out as yeah their identities were sitting and even like in that same episode they had a female writer too who yeah who who was played as uh, kira's and she wasn't allowed to disclose her gender as well Mm -hmm. everyone had to be a white male yeah was there also a gay person maybe who had to i don't think i don't think so like I think because oh, okay. Deep Space Nine, Deep Space Nine was it's in the nineties. Okay, yeah, Deep a... Space Nine was like it started like in the nineties and into oh, okay. the two thousands, and like television, uh, the culture, pop culture was not as woke yet. You know, twenty years ago. Twenty okay. years ago, right? So no gay, no no gays allowed, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah, I think Cork would have been gay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be interesting this Well, time. no, Cork Cork was interested in women. He, like, was misogynistically into women. Mm, I mean, because yeah. he's a... Frankie. Yeah, yeah the Frankie. Really yeah, let's, let's uh, go... Let's actually, let's talk about Jake. Because Jake is a mm-hmm. big part of Ben's character. Yeah, yeah. So, Jake is the son of Ben Sisko. He is like he's a young adult and he grows throughout the series. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. You like he starts, see him. you see him physically grow yeah. too because uh, Star Trek, you know, each season's maybe like his a year. His voice changes. And his voice changes. He grows old. He grows older because they uh, hire him on an actor when he's like you know like twelve, thirteen, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he grows up and he's like at the end of the series he's like taller than Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know he's huge. 
Yeah, lanky and tall. Yeah, lanky and tall. And then, uh, yeah, so, like, Jake is, like, a great son, too. Like, yeah, he yeah. tries to get his dad, like, he's like, hey, dad, you know, like, I know you're not getting action, but there's this really cool woman, and dad, I want you to get laid. <laughs> <laughs> dad, you need to date someone. Yeah. You know, and that's where, like, he uh, gets Cassidy, he finds he finds Cassidy Yates and hooks Ben up on a date. Mm. you know yeah yeah yeah. and then jake also like you know he a lot of it like he he's his whole thing for me like i remember jake more from his conversation from his interactions with um with his dad Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but like as a solo character he's i I don't think he's as interesting as like a solo character like as a solo character Uh, i mean there was some arc yeah, there is arc. There is an arc to him because he, um, and this is interesting because usually you expect like the son of like a Federation person mm-hmm. to go join Starfleet, you know, and that's yeah, usually yeah, yeah. the thing. But Jake was like, I don't want to join Starfleet. Yeah. Right. I mean, especially since he's the son of the captain. Yeah. Right. So that's a that was an interesting thing, and um, I think Jake shines the best when he like bounce when someone bounces off. You know, whether it be Nog, yeah, yeah, whether it be Ben, you know, like whenever it be like any of these other characters, I think that's when Jake really shines as yeah. a character. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, because like I think the Jake only episodes were maybe, I mean, there was the one where he um, went with Bashir to the planet mm-hmm. and he saw to be and, a reporter. To be a reporter. And yeah. he saw like this, like, and he essentially like goes into this like mm-hmm. war area where like he these, gets PTSD. where he just gets PTSD and there's a part where you know the card like you know the enemies are the, I think it was yeah the enemies are coming in mm-hmm. and Jake is just like panic shoot yeah, yeah. like panic he takes a gun just shoots everything he sees and he causes a cave-in oh you yeah, know yeah, yeah. yeah and, and he was cowardly yeah too. and he was like he he like ran away he like left people to die mm. you know like he yeah. and then at the end of it they're like jake you're a hero you like caused that cave-in mm. that stopped them from coming in stopped <laughs> them from coming in and all jake can do is just cry mm. because he's like he doesn't feel like a hero he, yeah like and like everyone's treating him like he was a hero mm-hmm. but like he's like no like i i left people to die like, mm-hmm. he's, like i left people to die and he almost leaves bashir to die too Mm. right like Bashir like uh they're trying to get medicine from the Mm. ship and then they got ambushed and then he just run and then Jake just runs oh yeah 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 right and it's a human thing to do yeah you know so like and no one no one has any like ill feelings towards Jake during that episode because it's like yeah he's not Starfleet yeah I think he really shines as an actor yeah during that episode because yeah you know like you know black men don't cry yeah. Screen. Yeah. He cried. Yeah, I and well, maybe he was just a boy, but you know. Yeah, he's he's a young he's yeah. a young man, and yeah. in the in the face of like an extremely dangerous situation that he was not like prepared for, mm. right? And you know, like he, you know, he as a civilian, you see the glorified ver. He get you know he gets all the glorified versions of like you know mm-hmm. what Starfleet like goes through during like battles and yeah, stuff yeah. like that he only sees them once they come back to yeah. the base right and then he had experienced this mm-hmm. let's see what else and so let's Kira. let's go to Kira Nerys Kira is the second command of Deep Space Nine mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And she represents the Bajoran side of the leadership because uh, mm-hmm. Deep Space Nine is... Oh, let's talk about the last thing about uh, Ben Sisko. He becomes the religious figure mm-hmm. of the Bajoran people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in Deep Space Nine, what happens is that there is a essentially like a wormhole. Mm-hmm. And in, Star, in the Star Trek universe, wormholes are places that lead from one part of space to another part of space mm-hmm. and the thing about um other wormholes is that the entrances always change change places oh, okay they don't stay in the same spot for very long mm. so you can't use them as a normal method of travel because if like you go to one place you end up like super far away and then the war- the other side disappears mm. then you're str- you're stranded yeah, for some time. For some time. Or... That's like the plot line. That's like one of the plot lines yeah, yeah, in yeah. like a vo- in Voyager, Voyager yeah, right? Yeah. So like um you so this wormhole, however, is the is stable. It always leads to the same spot on mm-hmm. both sides. But mm-hmm. this is also where an alien species known as the prophets reside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the prophets they are able to see time in a non-linear linear fashion. Mm-hmm. In which case, they see all time all at once. Yeah. Right? And the Bajoran people see the prophets as gods. Mm-hmm. And then the prophets use Ben Sisko as their emissary mm-hmm. to speak to people who view time in a linear fashion. Right. Yeah. That's like Ben's role. Ben's role, and so Ben ends up becoming like the this like religious figure for the Bajoran people. And at first, Ben is really uncomfortable with this because mm-hmm. um, the Federation and Starfleet they have the Prime Directive. They're not yeah. allowed to take part in like alien politics, like you yeah. know, alien politics, unless or religion or, religion or anything like that. You but, can't be a god. Yeah, and yeah. but in this case, like Ben is like in charge of Deep Space Nine, but like everyone sees him as like a religious figure, mm-hmm. and you see him go forward through time. Because the thing is, is like unlike you know, like some cases, he like he knows that the prophets are real, right? Well, they're he not, was. Not, they're not debating. necessarily got like he, like for him, he's like it's like a, for them, it's like more of an argument of what, are they aliens or are they gods, right? Because mm-hmm. the entities known as prophets exist, right? Yeah, I mean the Kardashian, sorry, Kardashians. <laughs> Kardashians didn't believe in them. Yeah, yeah, but then they didn't like actually talk to them. Like Ben was actually able physically to do it, and they had proof of like an, an entity inside the wormhole. You know, the yeah. Kardashians weren't able to like research that wormhole. Why not? I mean, they were... They didn't know about it. It was hidden from them? They Like, they didn't know about it until, like, Ben found... Until, like, Starfleet found it. Oh, okay. They didn't... Because they didn't know it was there. Because the... Like, they didn't station... Remember, the the satellite was originally stationed... Deep Space Nine was originally stationed around Bajor. But they moved it closer to the wormhole. Oh, okay, okay. Right? Oh, yeah, there was a big operation to move it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so, like, the Cardassians never knew about the wormhole. And this is also another reason why um, Bajor becomes very important, because Bajor becomes close to this wormhole, mm. right? They become, like, the, like, they become the, like, closest things to, like, the new world, 
new world so a lot yeah. of trade would go through that you know yeah, like, yeah, yeah. a lot of trade goes through them yeah and then the where's what's Quark's race Ferengi Ferengi yeah and then the Ferengi's king like, yeah they're like okay this is this is where we're gonna set up shop now. yeah yeah um let's go to Kira so Kira represents the Bajoran people and she is the second command because uh, Starfleet is the one in charge. But since it is also like this is now Bajoran property, mm-hmm. like Bajor wants a presence on the ship as well. Yeah. And she is a former resistance fighter. So yeah. she fought against the Cardassians for the freedom of her people, right? Yeah. So in this show, also what I would point out is the whole like moral dilemma yeah there's a lot of moral dilemmas she did kill a lot of people yeah she killed many people and she and not just like the bad guys she Mm -hmm. also killed her own people as well oh like she killed they killed bajoran they also killed bajorans who were traitorous or something or not even traitorous but like maybe they're just servants you know, like if they were like, you know, like maybe they needed to assassinate a um, they, like a like a political Cardassian, and mm-hmm. that political Cardassian has Bajoran servants. Mm-hmm. They okay. would kill those Bajoran servants too to get to them to get okay. to the to get to them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she was always like, "They're the enemy." Yeah, right? they're yeah. There was a lot of like discussion about like what's right or wrong yeah, kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And yeah, so she she ends up being like the second command because she's also like you know well respected in the Bajoran community. And another thing too is like mm-hmm. her character. And here's the thing I really like about Deep Space Nine: they have a really good depiction of religion in mm-hmm. like in a science fiction setting. Because usually in science fiction settings, when you see some sort of religion. Like people are usually very flippant about it, mm-hmm. you know. Like they take the approach of like they look down they look on, down on they look yeah. down on it, right? But uh, Kira is shown to be like very religious, like you know, mm-hmm. like, very religious towards the prophets, and like she sees Ben and like respects him like as like a friend and also as like a religious, you know, like as a religious entity, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because Ben is the you know the emissary. Yeah, it, in the beginning though their relationship Yeah, their relationship was, was very shaky, but yeah. like, you know, from that shaky relationship, it like it grows stable and they become very close friends. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she respects his advice and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And she is a very like I would say like she's a very strong female character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She never gets to she never needs to be rescued. Yeah. yeah. You know, she 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 rescues, ends, herself. she rescues herself and the people around her. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. she's she is the like she's the tough one. She's the mm-hmm. tough girl. Yeah, yeah. And, but at the same time, men do respect and yeah, they're attracted to that strength yeah. and uh... right. Man, Kira gets so many hot guys. <laughs> she, she like she gets so many hot guys attracted to her. But like it's unlike you know TNG, which mm-hmm. uh, really like objectified you know like objectified them it was yeah. more like kira kira had a lot of like healthy relationships except yeah. that bad things happened to the guys yeah she, that's true yeah so, and then she would also just like re- like you know she'd break up off camera with some of them too oh really yeah yeah like she's like oh yeah we broke up <laughs> oh you know 
off camera like off camera, she doesn't she... get along with the guys no no like uh off camera as in like they broke up like it like oh not, you, you, find episode, you find out you find out she moves on yeah you find out after she moves on right it's like, oh. oh yeah we broke up <laughs> you know like okay sure or you have like cases like vedic belial who just dies and she's like no yeah yeah but yeah, like she, she was one of my, she, she's one of my favorite characters. I think she was also like one of your favorite characters too, just yeah, because yeah, of yeah. her strength. And another fun thing too is, uh, so the actress herself gets pregnant during mm-hmm. the show and the writers, instead of like, you know, writing her off, like explain away her pregnancy as like another character who like in storyline is in storyline gets pregnant, you know? But, um, like, something happens, and then Kira has to, like, bear the child for mm-hmm. her in, like, in, in a medical emergency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in a medical emergency. So it was a nice way to, like, keep her in the show, but, like, explain why her belly's bigger, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, that's, like... The way she walked also changed. Too. Yeah. And, you know, it's a really, like, good, respectful way to, like keep an actress on because like in other shows they would just write them off mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. they would write them off the show but in star trek they like made the effort to keep them in the show yeah 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 because even even if it's not a tv show or or a movie when women get pregnant you know our careers come into jeopardy yeah yeah you have to choose yeah and so star trek is like pretty good in terms of like all right well you're pregnant we'll figure something out <laughs> You know, yeah. and it's not the only time this happens. Like it happens in Voyager as well. When? Uh, with um, the half uh, half Klingon girl in Voyager. She was pregnant. Half Klingon. Yeah, the Klingon, the Klingon, the one that uh, married. Had a baby with with uh, Worf. No, no, I'm talking about in Voyager. The engineer in Voyager. Oh wait, she was really pregnant. She, she was, was preg- really pregnant. She, she was, was really pregnant in real life. She was pregnant in real oh life. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, she was pregnant oh. in real life. She was pregnant in real life. So they, you know, like they, you know, they. Wait, so that. the story was that she was pregnant with. With um oh gosh that that white dude that white dude yeah we'll yeah. say that white dude we'll we'll do we'll I forgot his name I did too yeah um <laughs> oh my gosh I so that. like okay, yeah she gets she pregnant with just, but she actually had a baby in real life wow, too okay. okay yeah so that's so, that's why their relationship because like it didn't make sense in yeah. that storyline for them to come back together because uh-huh. she's very like temperamental yeah like. Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt bad for him a lot. Yeah. But anyways, let's not go into. <laughs> let's not go into Voyager. Voyager. We, we have another. We will. We'll talk about okay. Voyager another time. But, so yeah, Kira. Kira's a great character. Yeah. Tough, and we'll go into Kira's character more when we talk about another character. Yeah, yeah. 